This is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. How are you, Catherine? I'm doing well, but you shouldn't talk about how short I am like that. Just I, I will edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> the show will start just as normal, and no one will know what Thank we were you. talking about moments before. Because I'm tall. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, how tall are you? 5'4". Tall. Okay. <laughs> But you wear, he- you wear heels? Yeah. To make that- right, you don't think of that I'm that short, right? See? No, I, I never thought about how your height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is 5'4". I mean, how tall is 5'4"? That's what, how what tall I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you stood up, you'd go out of the frame, so I'm not going right, to reset yeah. the camera just to find out how tall you are. We can, <laughs> we can do that later. Yeah, we can, we can get the pencil and the ruler and mark you against Perfect. the door jam. See if I grow with it. <laughs> Did you do that when you were a kid? Of course. That was so much fun. We did that at, um, we would go to my grandparents' house for grandma and grandpa camp, in effect. And they had this um, cottage that was not even winterized. The walls were too thin. You had to turn off all the water and the wind, you know, Thin walls in the fall. on a hot day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it was just, it was nice. It was near the water and it was, I loved it. It was my favorite place to go there and spend time with grandma and grandpa. And they had these, this wooden, like a double door, you know, like this. I, I oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to, like on the... Mm-hmm. Um, Almost like a Western. Well, not not those kind not of doors, those. but they're like a Dutch door, maybe where the t- okay. you could open just the top or just the bottom. You, know, oh, you can't okay, open nice. just the bottom, but just the top. Well, anyway, on that they would have each panel of wood was one set of cousins. That's fine. So when um, my grandmother finally sold the house, and basically they were going to gut it and turn it into a little Mick Mansion, this ugly Mick Man, you know, type of thing. Um, my sister and her husband stole the doors. Before, so it, you could keep like got the, so, she has the, the whole heights. door. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's in her garage. She had it. They had it mounted on a door frame. Oh, so I love it's, that. This rent. It's like a theater thing. Yeah, you know where you just have you know you have a door on a frame that it, that just, doesn't go anywhere. You just wheel yeah. it around, and so people can pe- walk through it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's really fun. Well, it's a little bit of history. Yeah, and I yeah. think um, when uh, my daughter and her husband they started out in a little starter home when Artie and Timmy. Uh, were born by the time you know Charlie and Lucy and Gracie came along, they had to move to a bigger house. So I think they also took, took. the whatever piece of wood that they had nice. done the heights on mm. and uh, kept because that their old house got bulldozed as well. Oh wow! Which is too bad because when it's time for the Ar- President Artie Rocket birthplace and museum, right? It's not there. His birthplace has been bulldozed. That's sad. I know. We'll have to put a, like a plaque there. Yeah, this yeah. is you know Artie was born here, and right. Timmy. They were, and I think Charlie too. I think all three of them were born in that house. Oh well, then they definitely need a plaque. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because they're coming to visit again soon, and uh, maybe we'll get them on an episode. I hope that you'll subscribe to our Frank and Friends show on YouTube. Don't forget to smash that button for notifications. And I was telling somebody at some church gathering we went to. You know, it seemed like there's always a lot of church things, uh, and somebody was asking about the YouTube channel. And about our grandkids and all this. And, I was, and they seemed surprised that I did all of this. It was like news to them. Interesting. Um, and I said, well, if you go look, look at some of these episodes from last year with Catherine Frady and Artie Rocket, they're fun. They are fun. And even from two years ago, we did a bunch with him. Now, on the website, can you actually buy the magnets as well? Or is this something special that you have to get Like, if you come These, into contact with you? Yes, you have to literally come into contact with me. And you have to have a metal plate in your head so that I can attach the magnet to you. Right. <laughs> and then it stays, and you walk around yeah. advertising. Those were uh, the guys who run uh, Cherokee Caverns. Their day job is uh, Byron's Printing. Mm. 
and uh, they printed our business cards and that those magnets for a um, a Bone Zones event, and then I ordered extra magnets. So nice. I just keep them in my pocket. They're 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 a dollar each. So if I give you one, it means I think a dollar of you. Exactly. Which is high praise from Frank Murphy. <laughs> but that's a pretty good price for those beautiful bags with all that yeah, stuff on it. That's great. Um, well, anyhow, we, last time uh, we talked, I mentioned that I saved an animal out of the pool. I know. It was a critter, I think, is what you said. Well, they're all critters to me. But, I mean, over the years, I have fished out so many dead critters out of the swimming pool, usually after a rainstorm. Like, it'll be in the dark of night, a dark and stormy night, Catherine. Which we've had many of. And I, I do worry. Sometimes I want to go out there in the middle of a storm and check. But, I mean, I don't... I mean, I, What are you going to do? Well, first Dive I, into the pool in the middle of a storm? <laughs> well, no, I mean, they're, usually they're small enough to get with the net and to the bring, pole. Yeah, the bring the metal pole out in the in middle a, of a storm. <laughs> so probably not. Yeah. A lot of times it's these little voles or moles, that, and they're just cute. nothing I can do with them. They just yeah. unfortunately die, and I find That's them sad. in the filter. Uh, one time years ago, I saved a box turtle mm. who got somehow swept up and caught in the filter, but he was still alive, keeping his head above water. I Aww. got him out of there. Um, I've had other dead things over the years. And I think this is now the second time in 20 years that I saved a bat. A bat? And I love bats. I mean, my dad did the publicity for the public relations for Bacardi Rum, and their logo was the bat. That's true. And I've told this story about how I had uh, the Bacardi insignia on my windbreaker and on my book bag and on my pen, and I'm in third grade. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the bat. Yeah, I you loved know. it. Yeah. So um, I, I looked out the window. I was up right directly above us. For whatever reason, I looked out that bedroom window, and I noticed a disturbance in the force. Mm-hmm. I noticed this, the, the water's moving in a way that I wasn't expecting it to move. Okay. And there's a, uh, it looks like, I mean, from that distance, and without my glasses, long distance glasses on, I thought it could have been a lump of leaves, but they were moving in a way that surprised me. So I just, I mean, I tore downstairs. I don't I wasn't even... I was still in my pajamas, I'm sure. So I, I came rushing outside, and I see this bat. And Jerry's hasn't even gone to work yet. It's early in the morning. And uh, so I get her to follow me. I said, here, take my phone. Get a picture. Get a picture. So uh, what I did was... Did you get yourself in a selfie with the bat? Oh, how could you not take a bat selfie, Catherine? <laughs> you have to take a bat selfie. So... <laughs> so what do you mean? I, I saved a bat. But what I actually did... Was I told Jerry? I said, "Well, here, make a video oh, of nice. me here." So here you see um, my skinny little legs, which actually um, I, I don't have fat legs. But <laughs> so what I did was I took the the uh, the brush. Oh, look at it! That's him. the pool <gasps> brush, and I tried to get Mr. Bat to oh, uh, to, to bat. cling to the brush, and he did. Yeah, look at that. As you can see, I look my finest. I think after this video, I've oh, looked, wow. I is when I went on a diet. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I'm just looking at the bat. Look at that poor little guy. He's oh, cold. He's, so he's cold. shivering. He's Look shivering. at him shivering. He's so sad. He's, he's oh, like, oh, help me, help oh, me. Oh. And now I love bats that because so cool. they eat mosquitoes. You know. Yeah, but look at him. He's so sweet. So I'm like, what am I going to do with uh, with Batman over here, or Bat Bat Boy, or he's Bat Bat? to escape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he going to do? But he, is, he's, is he too tired? And he's too, t- he's too are, worn out. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, well, here's what I'll do is I'll go put him on the fence, figuring 
I'm not thinking it through clearly. Thinking right. he's like a bird. If I he's put him, just like fly away. Put him on the fence. He'll, yeah. he'll fly away, or, or put him in the maybe in the grass, or put him somewhere. I'm looking right now. I'm looking for a place. Where am I going to put this bat? What am I going to do with this bat? So look, he's trying to flap. He's, he's trying to flap, but he can't even get any lift. Like Aww. here, bat, get out. Go sit on the fence. <laughs> go sit on the fence, bat. He doesn't want to. I'm like here, sit on the fence. Like the birds sit here. Sit here. Mm-hmm. So I'm like go go go, and then come on, bat. Did you kill him? Well, watch what happens. Did you smush him? Watch. I'm like, here, why don't you sit up here, Bat? Where do you want to sit? You do not. No. Then, oh, flump. He fell on the ground. I'm like, oh, no. Is he, now what? Is he, go- is he a goner? No. He's... <laughs> Does he survive? Am I watching the death of a bat? <laughs> <laughs> do you think I would show you that? <laughs> this is not like the mice that I have to, unfortunately, uh, dispose of occasionally. No, this is a bat. Bats are good. So here he is. I'm like, what am I going to do with him? Well, after a while, I, th- I um, either I don't think he crawled. I, th- I, tr- I think I, he I got him over to the fence, and figuring, what's he going to do? Right. Well, what happens is I got him over to the fence, or he got over the fence by himself, and he went into bat pose and hung upside down on the bottom of the fence. See, I was mistaken, thinking he'd want to be on the top of the fence, but. He hung like a, upside down like a bat and just hung there and drip dried. And I thought, well, and that's okay. But I, I checked again. That was at 9 a.m. Okay. I came back at 6 p.m., He's nine hours there. later, and he hadn't budged. Oh. But he was still alive. Yeah. And He was so scared. Yeah, but you can see he's a little drier looking. Yeah. You know, so he slept all day. As bats would do. Yeah. And he started to dry out. I figured the only thing that's going to happen, and which did, is once it got dark enough... He would fly away. Yeah, and go back to his bat business. So that's what happened. Aww. So by the next day, he was gone. But, but I he s- rested. I feel like he, I saved him. Yeah, you did. He was, he was in distress. Yeah. That was very sad. So that's bat distress, which has been bat saved. Oh, look, here's another close-up of old bat. See how drier he looks at 6 p.m.? Yeah. And, yeah. That's good. I felt good about it. So you like yeah. bats? I do now. Well, I, mean, I, I was like worried. I was bat. worried that He's you were going to freak out because some people, you know, you show them a bat and they just like lose it. I mean, you know, as if as with anything, you don't want to, you know, get too close to. Well, no, no, uh, yeah, you don't want to. Like, I don't want to. You don't want it to bite you, you right? Because he could have rabies sure, or yeah, something else. But, I mean, you know, bats live in the Cherokee caverns mm-hmm. and. The ones that are over there, a lot of them, there's a, a bat disease. It's kind of like they get this white, it's like white nose disease or oh, something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, that's sad. It's, yeah, tragic for the bats, but they're trying to bring back the population. Nice. So I did my part by saving one one bat. Yeah, good Somebody job. Somebody had to. Yeah, Batman to the rescue. <laughs> that's my favorite TV show also, by the way. Batman! I love Batman. It's a great show. I love Batman. It's my best show. So... Last week for Father's Day, I was just hanging out there in the pool and enjoyed sitting on my on my float for a little while and getting some rest. Because most of the time I spent cleaning the pool. It's very right. rarely do I actually get to just float in it. Is that all you did for Father's Day? you have anything special? Uh, well, Jerry uh, had gone to the store and bought some steaks and some chicken. Nice. And very wi- you know, so what she did is she smokes the chicken on the smoker. And as she's doing this, she's so good at barbecuing. I think people need to come over. You know, I gotta, I gotta, Especially all those, like, you know... CPA barbecue experts. CBJ. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. It's so close. You missed it by two letters, but 
it's very fun. Yeah, you know. But I'm thinking, I was thinking specifically of you and your husband. It would be nice to, if you to come over. Be because then, after she did that, uh, she smoked the, the chicken, which is not even, we didn't even eat it on Father's Day. That was for the rest of the week. Nice. Like, you know, you're planning ahead to have this great, delicious barbecue yeah, chicken all available all yeah. for the rest of the week. But she also picked up a, a strip steak. Okay. For us to have on Father's Day. Nice. She actually bought two that we realized halfway through eating them that we should stop and save the other half and have it for lunch on Monday, which we did. Um, but um, all of this is transpiring, and then I, my kids call. Now, there's a song. There's a song, a Father's Day song, that, believe it or not, really? I was so um, short on material on the Lake George radio station in New York. Did you sing this? I sang the song. Wow. Now, it's a Groucho Marx. He didn't write it, but Groucho Marx used to sing these silly old songs when he would go on the Dick Cavett show or in his famous uh, album recorded at Carnegie Hall. Mm. And the Father's Day song is the one that stuck with me okay. because it amuses me. Okay, well, sing it for us. I will attempt. Okay. Now, granted... I will not judge. Yeah, that's what I'm a little worried about. <laughs> because, no judgment. Because I sang it. Now, granted, I am... I am I, for whatever reason, it was, it was right before Father's Day. I think it... I don't remember which exact day it was, but we had, I'm up against the wall time-wise. I've got to get this recorded. And I had some computer issues, is what it was. And I have to get this done like before 5 o'clock because it's going to air. And... I know that I need I have a minute to fill left in this hour. All these DJ things are running through right. my head. And the only thing I've got is the Father's Day song. So I'm like, I start BSing about, well, you know, I loved Grandfather's Day is coming up and Groucho Marsh used to sing this song. And uh, it went something like this. I'm trying to take a break. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm ready for it. Here we go. <clears throat> Today, Father is Father's Day, and we're giving you a tie. It's not much we know, but it's just our way of showing you we think you're a regular guy. You say that it was nice of us to bother, but it really was a pleasure to fuss. (laughs) For according to our mother, you're our father, and that's good enough for us, and that's good enough for us. Nice. So that was my. Well I sang done. that. Well well, maybe a little less embellishment because I, I was more self conscious. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. And now every year on Father's Day, my kids have to call and sing me the song. I love it. I need to learn this song. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. Um, so they. So Megan calls and she starts singing and she says, "Oh, we have a present for you." Uh, and I'm, I'm about to find out what my gift is. Right. And it's actually one of the things I'd even asked for, so I was so excited. So she starts singing, Today, Father is Father's Day, and we're giving you some meat. <laughs> and now I'll have to because ask... Because it's better than smelly feet. Yes. <laughs> and, then, and then Frank Jr. calls later and says, Today, Father is Father's Day, and we're giving you some meat. It's not much we know, but it's just our way of showing you. We're glad you're not a deadbeat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I was so excited. Oh. And, you know, every, like, I don't know, you remember I've talked about Adam Ragusea. He's yeah. got a podcast. And then it seems like a lot of, especially this time of year, a lot of the podcasts are advertising these different boxes of meat. That's funny. Like, my mother sent me one one year. And, you know, I, I don't know, I don't, I've never actually bought one myself because I just right. go to the store. Right, exactly. Like a normal person. Like, but, but, you know. Well, you, sometimes you get these, these styrofoam box with James's the dry... James' mother-in-law sends them sometimes. Oh, yeah? I mean, James's, James's mother, my mother-in-law. 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what it is. Think, and you yeah. open it up and it's exciting because yeah. you get there's some chicken and some meat. steaks. And uh, maybe, uh, who knows what, sometimes there's an apple pie in the bottom. Yeah. Like what we found, my mother had sent me one, and I swear this is true, and there was some kind of dessert item in the bottom. And I don't remember if it was an apple turnover or something, whatever, it was nice. I found it in the bottom of our freezer out in the garage, and it was easily 10 years old. Easily. No. But we Is went ahead so and thought it out and ate it. Yeah, it was, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> You're still alive. <laughs> well, I know. It, we found it after my mother had passed away. That's how I know it was not recent. Oh, know? my gosh. It's yeah. amazing. So it was a nice memory. We lived, Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Thank you for still, the Still supporting you. Yes, in all those years. From the grave. So uh, my daughter pointed out, she said, well, this particular one has... I think she said two pork shoulders in it. Mm. Now that's um, that's a you don't just give somebody a pork shoulder unless no, you're you confident won't. that a you're coming to help them eat it, which I'm excited about, uh, or b that they know how to handle it. Right. But because that's something like a certified barbecue judge would judge in a, in a barbecue contest. You don't ju- you know yeah yeah, yeah I guess you could that, take but... a pork shoulder and throw it in sure. the crock pot with some barbecue sauce and let it. Just smolder all day. I mean, that's, or whatever you call it, you know. Simmer? Simmer, yeah. yeah. It doesn't smolder. <laughs> smolder is, Catherine's eyes smolder. Why, thank you. But <laughs> the crock pot simmers. Uh, but yeah, Jerry, we haven't cooked a, we have not cooked a pork shoulder on the barbecue smoker in years. But we had a, we did do one for have a party and have people come over for it. I think so. That's what I was thinking. Nice is and fun. Megan. Megan is talking about um, swinging through town to pick up Artie and Timmy at the end of their grandma and grandpa camp. Nice. So what it's going to be challenging because Jerry's going up there, and she's coming back with Charlie and Lucy. Okay. And this is Lucy's first time. Oh, she's three. Yeah. She's three. Once they turn three, apparently that's old enough, according okay. to my family, for them to spend a week here. <laughs> So Charlie and Lucy, Charlie's five and a half, and Lucy's three. Uh, that's going to be, I don't know what we're going to do. Other than we're going to the Children's Museum of That'll Oak Ridge. Nice. Yeah. I know that's for sure. And then um, after that, uh, who knows? <laughs> except, <laughs> <and> that, <laughs> except that we have to go back up north for a wedding reception. So we'll take them, uh, go to the wedding reception, and then bring Artie and Timmy back. And they'll stay for like two weeks until Megan comes down here. And then we'll probably... Have some a meat, pork some kind of meat festival yeah. of some kind. Well, I didn't. I didn't get my father meat. I actually just got him the dessert. I ordered him some cheesecake. And That's it was, a great gift. While I was on the phone with them, and I, it arrived. I, it arrived. You know, so I was like, I think you have a gift at the door. And he got so excited. You know, about, like what this cheesecake was. Was, was it great. a specific, um, like a special brand or something? Anything? Cheesecake factory. That's know? a good one. Yeah, just you know something yeah. I could order on DoorDash and make sure that it got there like at the same time that I was talking to them. Oh, so it was like fresh, fresh. fresh it wasn't fresh. like you were shipping it from New York no, and it had no. to be frozen and dry ice and they have to thaw it out. No, this was fresh, it. fresh. They could enjoy it like right. Then. Well, that's so, clever. I didn't yeah. thought of that to order yeah. it by DoorDash. Yeah. Well, when you order things from BoneZones.com, don't forget the S. <laughs> you actually usually will talk to or communicate with Susan Seals uh, via email or by phone, so that uh, if you want something personally signed. By Dr. Bill Bass. You can also get the hat, which I personally like. I mean, it's also in UT yeah. colors, so you can wear it to a UT That's right. game. And, of course, he taught at UT all those years mm-hmm. and put the body farm at UT. Mm-hmm. Wrote the book Death's Acre about the origins of the body farm. And if you wanted him, like this one, uh, you could have it, you know, personally signed to you um, and all the things. Yeah. 
I, I don't understand why exactly. I don't know if this one is to you, but no, this was <laughs> Frank stealing your books. This but. was a mistake. Somebody, this poor lady, <laughs> they signed two books to this lady. They got they got their signals crossed, so that's why this is the demo model that I gotcha. have. <laughs> but it was personalized to somebody. <laughs> that's that's the story, anyway. <laughs> um, but that's how it goes. That's normal. What they do is they would personalize it to you, um, or you can get it autographed plain if that's what you prefer. And they we're talking about the fiction books by Jefferson Bass, the nonfiction books like uh, Beyond the Body Farm and Death's Acre, all available at BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. Plus, you can also get things like well, I can't reach it now. Sam Venable's books. Uh, did you Have borrow? You borrowed that good. one, didn't you? I did. Yeah, we used it in our Susanna rehearsals. Here's a couple of others that Sam has. You can get autographed Sam Venable books. Uh, look for an appearance with Sam Venable and Bill Landry coming up. Also, Ron Ledbetter has a book, mm. and he was the counsel at the University of Tennessee and had some amazing experiences. It's a thick book of just wild things that he did in his lifetime as he traveled the world. So you'll enjoy that one, too. We have a speaking engagement with him coming up. Find out everything you need to know at BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S, and we appreciate your support. All right. Awesome. I'm racing through it because I just realized that I'm eating up a little bit of time before you have to go do something. That's okay. I can always send a text message. I'm running late. I mean, it's a theme for today. So, <laughs> I, you know, you I was know. running late here. So, yes, I ran late to the other meeting. I, I mean, you know, my yes. first meeting went almost two hours. It's the life of just one. It's the life. So. You're not, this is not. This is not even the diva prima donna. This is the executive director. Hat. No, it is. You're yeah. executive directing. I am executive directing. I was actually reading my job description. Kayla and I are planning, and we're looking at seeing who we can... Kayla works for you at Marble City, Marble City Opera, Opera, and she also sings, and she, she sings, stage and she directs. And and all of the things. And uh, we're trying to figure out where the gaps are now that we don't have Brandon. So we're reading over job descriptions, and Kayla's job description, she gets to do all the fun stuff. What do you and mean? Everything artistic, you know, all the planning, dealing with the artists... <sighs> She's like, see, I, 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 that, I that's that. the fun part, you know? Like and then that. I was like reading mine. It's like, you know, preparing board agendas and, you writing know, grant proposals. writing grant proposals. I was like, how come you get to do all the fun stuff, you know? Yeah, how come? That? I don't know. We have to trade. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, but you get to choose everything. I'm like, that's true. You get to, which price, operas you're going to do? Which operas we get to do. I do all the casting, so yeah. that's the fun stuff. Yeah. How far in advance is it normal to, to decide on a cast for... I mean, you've got three operas scheduled for next year. You already know who's going to sing the leads in them. I do know who is singing the leads in three out of our three shows. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of... I, I would imagine that when you're running your opera... Co- I mean, I, should, uh, I, I, I don't mean to grill you because I'm literally on the board, so I probably... this is. That puts extra pressure on this question. But it would make, to me, sense to when you're deciding which operas to present to have an idea of who you can can, get to be in them. Because let's say, for example, you want to do what's the Puccini one that I'm excited about? To borrow. And you're going to be in that, right? Yes. Yes. Because it's the lady, she gets, they all get killed. So no, she dies. They yeah. all die. I mean, multiple well, people yeah, die. Exactly. Multiple people. So it's not really a. Me, I'm the tenor. Not yeah. going to ruin it for you. Yeah. But uh, but you already have to know, like, who's going to be the tenor. Right. And yeah. who's going to be the bad guy, right? I've been talking to the tenor since October this year. Oh, wow. Him. Yeah. So, I I mean, I plan, like, Susanna, I plan. When do you announce the, the cast? Like, not yet? Not yet. We'll announce, I mean, we haven't officially announced our season. Just because oh. we just finished Susanna, we okay. we did announce it to the concert. Yeah, um, we talked about it here, but we haven't the... announced it on our social media channels okay. or anything. All right, like and that. that's when the cast announced it yeah. to come out. Yeah, but yeah. you've got the contracts done with these people, and the yeah. So yeah. that's and that's the furthest one away, right? 
Oh, wow, that's next June. It's next June. Yeah, I mean, I have to plant. So, like, once this season is all scheduled and has every, you know, all the casting and the contracts are going out, then I will also start planning next season. Like, the one after next that. month. Yeah. I guess what I, all right, so I guess what I meant was if, let's say, for whatever reason, you couldn't get the baritone or the tenor that you wanted for to borrow. Mm-hmm. You would you would know all that so far in advance that you could literally take to borrow off the calendar and move it to the next year and schedule something else. You could in, if yeah. you had to. If you had to, yeah. But in reality, yeah. there's enough. You've got enough singers in your um, network that network. I can pull from somebody else. I mean, we lost our. You know, sometimes you lose people halfway through. So we already had Susanna on the on the schedule. We had the whole cast online. Um, right when we announced it last season, but halfway through the year, um, our tenor who was playing Sam, my brother, pulled out of the show. Oh, and so then I did have to scramble um, to find somebody. But I mean, uh, you ended fooled up with me because Joseph the guy you got was fantastic. so good, so good, and his voice had this. I mean, you're outside, right? Yeah. So his voice had this. I'll call it say clear as a bell. Yeah. Because I mean, it cut. Yeah, it was clear. We could mm-hmm. understand everything, no matter what position he was in and what he was doing yeah. and that made his I mean that that makes beautiful it, voice but it makes it easy for the audience to, to follow the show yeah to get it to understand actually yeah I think outside actually helped our diction in a lot of ways how because the acoustic of it it like took away a lot of the reverberation yeah in the room and so there it wasn't live in that yeah there was sense. no reverberation was no right. and so because of that the voices came out more clearly and you could hmm. understand the text a little bit better so it worked in our advantage for sure and in the immortal words of till Tuesday. <laughs> Voices carry. There you go. You know, you know what I'm talking about. No, but you? I do know voices carry. <laughs> it's a song. I'm very loud from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's a song from the '80s. Um, so I also uh, wanted to mention that coming up on uh, uh, July 8th yeah. uh, is the Carnes Fairest of the Fair. It's coming up soon. So um, I, I didn't get you to, I didn't book you for that one because I figured you'd be away, right? Are you out of town? <laughs> Yes, but <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the sad thing is, here's, here's what happens. This is, this is life, Catherine. Is uh, oh, you and I? It's me, Uncle Frank. <laughs> you and I did a fantastic job in seeing the Carnes Fairest of the Fair. Yeah, they loved fun. us. In fact, that's when we realized that it, everything goes better with two hosts because it's it's such a it's a lot. It's a long night, yeah. It's a long night, but Lots when you have someone else to bounce off and give you a second, catch your breath, and, and look at the next contestant script mm-hmm. while the other person is talking, it's all of a sudden, it's just everything went better because you were there. So the next year, I'm like, well, Freddie, let's do it again. And you're like, eh, I'll be away because you took that job in Louisiana. So I got Becca James, the girl with nice. two first names. Nice. And... You know, Becca's a DJ. She's like me. Right. So to MC a thing, she's like, yeah, how hard can it be, right? So she puts on her fancy dress, and we go and we MC the thing. And guess what? It all went perfectly fine and smoothly. So um, she's doing it again with me this year. Good. Because, you know, she's now in the the loop, you know? Right. Like, oh, can we get you two back? Can you do it again? Nice. Same as they said to us. Same as they said to us. I mean, she's not going to sing the national anthem, I guess. No. Yeah, so. Well, you want to... She's fabulous. Do you want me to FaceTime you in, Catherine? Here's Catherine with the national anthem. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about the uh, uh, technology last time um, and about Google Maps. Right. And how you, you need to... Did you use Google Maps or Apple Maps? I use 
Apple, probably. See, because I turned off Apple Maps because uh, I didn't want to have two com- competing map systems. Makes sense. And I think this is why we, we got into this, where uh, the Google Contacts have merged with the Google Maps, so that if I have regular places that I need to go, even if I can, I can type in your name. And it'll show up. Or, yeah, address, like yeah. where I go to get my haircut, and these are things that turn up pretty easily. Nice. Or if I'm telling it to make a phone call, and I'll call M&M Catering, because I can never remember what time they're open, what days they're open, you know, to get some chicken over there. Um, well, now, when I open up the maps, on Tuesdays, I go to recent searches. Mm-hmm. And even though it's been a week, it's not recent. It tells me Locust Street Garage. Oh, that's interesting. It prompts you. Yeah. And yeah. on Sunday mornings, it tells me Cathedral of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's really creepy, though, that it's I know. Like memorizing it's your my every routine. move. It's yeah. not, it's not mm-hmm. recent searches. Mm-mm. It just seems to have, have started. Obviously, it's AI, right? Or right. It, just, it just sees the pattern. Right. But yeah, it's coming up with, which is good, because if, I, if it was just recent, I'm scrolling through. I don't, it doesn't, right. wouldn't it's be on true. the screen. I would have to stop the car and either type in... And start typing some so cathedral, that it would pick up. Like, or I would have to hit the button and go, Cathedral of the... And then it's yeah. it, it tries to find all these other... St. John's Cathedral, for example, or right. all these other ones. Right. Um, trying to get there. But now it doesn't... trouble. It's easy. It's just it's so easy to find it. And it's a little creepy. And I thought, well, that's nice, I guess, though, because I'm on Apple CarPlay. Right. Um, it's customized. Makes it faster. Yeah. Then I go uh, to hmm. my Google Docs. Uh-oh. Right. Don't and tell it, me. It, it suggests, it says, uh, oh, here's some documents you often open around this time of day. No, it does not. It said, wouldn't you like to open the Lake George community calendar? No. You seem to open it every, around this time of day. That is creepy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are but you, you have not, a personal assistant. Yes. Would you like to open the Scholar's Bowl questions? Which is kind of useful, actually. Because you've been working on it every day around this time. Would you like? <laughs> but it doesn't speak to me. It's just that's the voice. It's just like, like I that's he- its voice that you. That's, given that's it. the voice I hear in my head. Yeah. Because, but it's 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 on the thing. You know, if I go to it just like pops up. Yeah. So you kind of have like your own very personal assistant. Yeah. If I th- I think ways. if I go to um, one of these, which is um, kind of intriguing. It, yeah, it just starts to and one of these. Maybe it was on it on the on the computer, but it shows me this list of documents that I. I open around this time of day. That's really super creepy. <laughs> and also kind of really useful. <laughs> I know. So. Well, everyone in radio is terrified about AI because they, they've now some DJ named AI Ashley that one of the radio companies has is, hired. It, except she's not real. So there, but there's but there is a real woman. There's some woman named Ashley out in Seattle or Portland or somewhere, mm-hmm. and she's a, apparently a successful DJ. Well, they've made available the AI version of her, so they probably had her. They just the used real, her voice. They probably took the real life Ashley and told her, "You got to record this, these paragraphs." Right. And I've and then they just I've done her. it. I've done it myself for a, a TV gig. Um, but they're only using little snippets of me, AI snippets of me occasionally, because right. it's to cover for, you know, an edit. A now, mistake. do you get a kickback from those or no? It's no. just like you get one fee to record your voice and then they can use you forever. Well, I guess it depends on what she's negotiated. Right. But I probably, yeah, it's probably, that's what the woman named uh, Susan, um, 
Susan something, who is the voice of Siri. Uh-huh. She did, this is before any of this was even pop, possible. They just hired her to record. It was, it's like a short audio book. Right. It's like the one I had to do was half an hour. And it was like an animal stories, right? A nature documentary. Right. And I record all of these things. And that's what she did. And it's got all of the different sounds of the phonetic alphabet. And it's got questions. And it's got statements. And it's got so much in there. That they can just like mix it up and make it. Yeah. And then, but then somebody has to type into the machine. Uh, give me a segment of A.I. Ashley talking about uh, Father's Day. Talking about Fourth of July. Talking about right. thank God it's Friday. Or something. Because right. you, you can't it just tell it. To, it's not going to know automatically what to do. Somebody Unless it follows the patterns and it learns how to, it learns what it's supposed to that, be that programming. Have, right, right. Yeah, I and mean, that, that's, that's the future of it. Yeah, yeah, but still, you always, in, I hope it hope, in radio, you always have to put some new information into the system because, you know, if they're sponsoring uh, the big barbecue bash or the Carnes Ferrest of the Fair or whatever the local... You know, yeah, like I used like, to have to write know. these for syndicated DJs in Dallas who would voice track them back to Knoxville, but I would have to send them, right. you know, material every every day so they would have know what to say. Right. So you'll need at least one real person. Yeah, but they <laughs> but they don't have to have a nice radio voice. They could literally just be okay. I'm gonna right exactly. I just have to type, yeah, just have to type some information. And then Ooh. it comes out sounding mellifluous in yeah. the voice of AI Ashley. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, farming out all of the jobs to robots. <laughs> they, they still don't work perfectly. They still don't work perfectly. Not yet. Because um, I was said to my wife, hey, Jerry, and uh, I don't know, I must have said it in a bad way because the Siri came on and said yes. And I didn't say, hey, Siri. I said, hey, Jerry. Oh, it just lit up. No yep, sense. see? Hey, how are you? Oh, I don't. Away. It doesn't know what to say because I, I, I think I have it muted, everything muted. Yeah. Well... Um, I was watching um, some video clip, and it was like on, you know, like an Instagram story or something like that. And it was like, here's a funny moment from The View. (laughs) Nice. I'm like, that seems unusual. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time they had one of those? So I watched it, and they were talking to some lady on The View, and it's called called, um, Alyssa Farah Griffin. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And... I'm, I have the phone right next to my Amazon Alexa, and the thing says the, the phone says on this YouTube video, Alyssa Farah Griffin, and Alexa says, "You'd like to enable the fart skill?" <laughs> like no, like what okay. is that? <laughs> and it says fart skill enabled, and it makes. And I, I'm I this is I swear this is 100 percent true. I don't know how. I guess whatever whatever they said on the, they mispronounced her name to right. such a degree right. that my Amazon Echo not only did it at, activate the fart skill, but then it started making a fart noise. Wow, amazing! I thought that was horrible. That is horrible. So, uh, Alyssa yeah. Griffin, if, not that you'll ever see this, but if it turns Apologies. up, you know, in your, um, you probably have a Google alert for yourself, like I do. If this turns up in your in your system, I I I, I didn't. I don't associate that you with that. I, I, I think you ought to call Amazon and have strict uh, write them a strongly yeah, worded absolutely. letter and say, "Do not use my name to activate the uh, <laughs> the, the fart skill. skill." Right. And, all, and then I had to disable it, of course. Yeah. So why would I want that, especially with the kids coming to visit? <laughs> they might enjoy it too much. <laughs> Well, that's everything. Please do, if you do like audio entertainment, uh, check out our uh, 
link at audibletrial.com slash frankandfriendshow where you can get a free 30-day premium membership and try it out for those 30 days. Get the MP3 credits. You can download something for free during those first 30 days. And then it'll automatically continue until you tell it to stop. Every month you get another MP3 credit to continue downloading things that you keep in your personal library forever. You know, you can put them on uh, jump drives, put them on something. You know, you don't have to keep them in the cloud. You can have it for real. And um, wherever you go, you can listen in your car. You listen on all these devices that we just uh, besmirched. (laughs) (laughs) All these devices that we just slandered. You can use them. (laughs) So listen to your audio entertainment. (laughs) Right. Uh, Tons and tons of audio books. New ones coming out every week. Plus custom audio entertainment. Plus podcasts. Plus, plus, plus all the things. All the things. AudibleTrial.com slash Show. Uh, especially please do subscribe to our show on YouTube. Yep, smash which, that button. Um, is great. You can listen on, on Audible if you want, but you can also subscribe. This is the wrong thing. This is our merch is over there. Here's our merch. Find our the, merchandise. Uh, Frank and Friends show mugs, mm-hmm. towels, towels. Um, hats, bucket hats. Cell phone cases. Non-bucket hats. All the things. Um, yeah. So thanks so much as always. Catherine, I'm sorry I kept you so late, but you guess you can text whomever. Yeah, I'll be doing that soon. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, this is Frank Murphy's fault. <laughs> yes. Uh, they'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, but I do appreciate you coming by, because you know me. I'm, I, I just I get into these ruts where I'm like, I guess I'll never do another podcast. It saves me from that. I try to. Yes. Yeah, you know. But I also, uh, if you're some, one of my actual friends, you know, I'm talking to you, Jeff Detrow. I'm talking to you, Becca James. I'm talking to you, I think the thing is, is that Frank Sarah needs Roberto. to know that you want to come over. You know, otherwise he's going to feel like he doesn't want to reach out and tell you, come on over. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, I think yeah. some of them do it out of a sense of obligation and pity. See, I think, because I think the reason why I wrote to you, I was like, hey, we're going to do a podcast, because, like, you haven't written to me and asked me, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm s- like, well, I'll say I'm he, done Because he's trying to be nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Frank. You know, let's get to it. I'm like, why would a woman of your, <laughs> why would a woman of your esteem want to come over here, slumming over here? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I appreciate oh, you. Well. <laughs> Uh, It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frank. And we'll talk to you again next time. (laughs)